0: Welcome to the Eye on the You podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degman, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, are you saving up for World Cup tickets?
1: <laughs> yes, I am. I'm ready to give a body part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're recording this uh, Thursday afternoon. Um, you know, kind of a always a little quiet time in in the college sports calendar as, as we're talking Today, uh, big story of the day is obviously the World Cup. We're not going to talk about that, even though it will be at uh, the Miami Hurricane Stadium, um, which, you know, everyone wants a new stadium. But when you look at the things that that Hard Rock Stadium gets to host and Miami gets to say they play there, that's pretty good. Um, That's actually not a bad transition or a main topic today. We're going to basically break this into two halves. Uh, Second half, we're going to dive into some recruiting because we have not talked really any recruiting um on this show lately and we are in recruiting season Um, next weekend uh is the legends camp which is uh the new paradise camp um, that actually neither of us will be at we'll both be out of town that weekend barry jackson will be covering it for us um but anyway that's that's always a big big weekend and a big marker of an important time in the recruiting calendar but where we got to start uh is the ncaa is snooping around miami again um in particular, with conjunction to uh, John Ruiz and his, um, hmm. how should we say, uh, outspoken NIL efforts, uh, brazen NIL efforts. I don't know what the proper adjective is, but uh, obviously Miami has become one of the biggest stories in this NIL world. With um, you know how how visible and public John Ruiz has been as a figurehead, uh, a one and a one person entity. Uh, kind of responsible for a lot of the money. Um, Miami athletes yeah. are being promised. I think you you talked to him uh the other day uh, amid mm-hmm. this NCAA uh, investigation uh and he said or
1: maybe it's not maybe an not investing whatever
0: we'll call it I don't, whatever they're
1: calling it inquiry probe,
0: probe inquiry yeah we, they yeah. all are kind of synonyms a little bit um, yeah I agree he said he is uh about se- I think seven million. Money, yeah, $7 million dollars. Um, mm-hmm. signed away to players this year. Obviously, the the question that the NCAA is trying to figure out is uh, are particular with a guy like Nigel Pack, who, who announces a uh, four hundred thousand dollar a year deal basically the moment after he commits to Miami, or are these enticements? Is it a pay to play thing? Um, like, like I just said, you you talked to, to John Ruiz the other day, you, and everyone can check out that story at miamiherald.com or in the paper, I guess, Thursday's paper, was it in or Wednesday's paper? Um, What, what were the big takeaways from talking to him? uh, And what are the the senses you've gotten about this NCAA um, uh, question asking, I guess we'll call it.
1: Right. Well, the the NCAA is, is, you know, says they're crocking down. We knew that as far as uh, they've been talking about about
0: a month maybe too yeah much.
1: exactly not announcing that they don't that you know they you can't induce and uh, and that it would be you know crocking down and monitoring and uh nil nil deals excuse me yeah. to make sure that there are no violations and that apparently their intention is not to go after the actual student athletes but uh the boosters right. uh, i i don't know if they've said that that's kind of That's what we've sensed. um, They're the ones that have the money. Uh, He said that he told me that he was he was asked by UM to come uh, explain to the NCAA how uh, he goes about uh, this this process um, and how he you know what it entails him, him, his sponsorships or whatever his with the, with the players. Um, and, um, and he said he happily came to talk about it. And uh, he said the he talked to uh, one man and two women from the NCAA. And there were several U M people there. Uh, obviously he said, and uh, uh, yeah. They, that's it he said he t- talked about how he puts the deals together he gave suggestions he wants the ncaa to be more involved and and to be able to approve of these deals the and i mean it's not the excuse me the schools yes the schools i think and and actually i think the ncaa too also but the schools um don't really do that now they just make sure they look at the contracts and you know what? And whether they believe that they're following the rules and stuff, but they don't. Uh, they, 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 that's pretty much it. They don't really do. Do they stay out of it? That's why we, you know, uh, the coaches never talk about it, and they don't really don't talk about it much. They kind of they're separate. Yeah, they're supposed um, to be
0: uh, independently made deals between student athlete and right uh, but there's no like there's no uh, set rules, no rules. That's, <laughs> that's the problem no, that's, I mean yeah. that, that's the elephant in the room it's and you know it's the NCAA I've, I think I've said it on this show probably before they basically made a gamble that hey they're never going to be we're, we're never going to let players get played players get paid in any manner uh they right. on that gamble and they were totally caught totally unprepared when um the law came for them basically, and we're like, "You guys are breaking the law by banning this kind of stuff." Um, so now, for the last year, it's almost a year, right? I think it was almost July. a year, July first. Yep, yep. Um, it's like the, the, the phrase "like the Wild West" gets thrown around a lot, but the last year has really been true. The right? Of the days of the Wild West, or anything went because there were no rules. There were literally no rules. And I mean, when you think, I, I know, when you think,
1: yeah. If, because it's up to the states or whatever, and the yeah. states are all different and 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 when you seven million bucks, I mean it's a lot of money, man yeah. seven million bucks, he says that's his payroll somewhere around seven million uh, for for contracts for about a hundred and fifteen athletes, he said, and that's the combined payroll, about seven million. and the biggest deal was the two year uh eight hundred thousand dollars four hundred thousand a year. Okay, for Kansas State basketball transfer Nigel Pack, uh, but you know I think he's also, uh, you know, there's also the 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 Cavender Cavender twins, yes. the 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 twin basketball yeah, women basketball female players. basketball players at UM, uh, you know John Ruiz, I guess on April twenty first, young lady, welcome to but has discussed. So I don't think anybody knows the exact terms of Ruiz's deal with the, tw- the twin young women. And they're, they supposedly they're, they're worth an estimated, well, they have an estimated 1 million in NIL sponsorship deals. They have 4 million TikTok followers. Yeah. So they're, they're I mean, almost influencers
0: as much as they are athletes. Although the, the, oh, one, at least, oh, yeah. the one was, it was a, I think conference player of the year um in her league. So.
1: Oh yeah. I'm not saying they're not good, but you know, I, you know, it's it's a lot of money being thrown around, and I'm not for. I'm not sure. I mean, they're they're doing videos for the company. They're promoting his company and for cigarette racing, uh, but um, you know, it it's a lot of money for doing that stuff. I guess. Yeah. Some yeah. some, some of the a lot
0: of attention. Um, I think good, and obviously we're seeing maybe bad. Um, depending where this NCAA probe leads. Um, although it doesn't sound like there's like an imminent, like, it doesn't sound like we're on like the verge of like Miami getting punished or anything like that. I don't know. I mean, I could be. Yeah. And they have said that they're like, they would basically, if they come up with rules and they found out that people violated them before the rules existed, you could get punished. Although that doesn't seem like it would like hold up in court necessarily. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But the NCA is a lawyer. So, um,
1: I don't know so, the NCA has nothing to do with court as far as I'm concerned but but I, I think they also have to be careful because
0: so many people
1: have been they uh, have been down on the NCA that they in in the last several years that they've kind of loosened everything up yeah. you know since so,
0: the SEC at some point could just be like we secede from the SEC yeah
1: I think that's what they're worried about yeah, The yeah. football does that you know and People then already
0: basically kind of runs independent like the the yeah. college football playoff is not run by the True. NCAA so the NCAA True. does not have a whole lot of leverage on anything other than basketball because they run the NCAA tournament which is their biggest money maker and obviously you know one of the probably right there with right behind the in terms of U.S. sports right behind the Super Bowl and and college football playoff it's the third biggest thing there is um but yeah miami obviously the jokes all all week have been like of course it was going to start with miami um i would imagine they're doing similar things or plan to do similar things with texas a&m and texas because miami's not alone they're unique in the fact in that it's john ruiz is this brash outspoken very public about um how much money specific dollar figures he's making sure are kind of known. Um, yeah, obviously. And the fact that he is, you know, you look at like Texas or Texas A&M uh, there's a lot of collective stuff there. It's not one, you know, Miami, obviously there's some other like businesses that are they're sponsoring guys. I you know like Tyler Van Dyke has a ton of uh, sponsorships from, from people other than John Ruiz, um, you know, obviously right. uh, all, all canes right they've done a bunch of deals like for different uh, apparel lines or like i think stores. it's uh canesware K- no, uh, canesware sorry not all canes yeah uh, canesware has done a bunch of stuff with uh yeah I mean, with uh Restrepo has one there james williams right has one there like a bunch james of
1: williams has the big one he's the he's the big you know um, ambassador I remember, I remember
0: early on in the process there was a great photo of um uh, Gilbert Frierson holding up two tomahawk steaks at Lamello's Meat Market.
1: <laughs> that's uh, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm that was a, great.
0: Miami is unique in that uh, obviously there's one figurehead who is uh, seems to be at least uh, responsible yeah. for a lot of the money going to. Yeah, I
1: think that's why they. Yeah. And,
0: and again, he's just he's not high, He's not 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 trying to be subtle at all about what he's doing. Obviously, that's part of it is he wants to promote his businesses and stuff, and a lot of people. Right. Never heard of LifeWallet before? Know about LifeWallet now, so it has paid off, I guess, in in that sense. But um,
1: that's true. That is a good point. And I and uh, but also,
0: like you, like I said, brings the NCAA. You know, it's it's not exactly being subtle when the NCAA is looking for someone to try to figure out if they're breaking rules. That's an easy wow. first guy to call.
1: Yeah, and they, you know, and like you said, I think you mentioned Texas a Nick yeah. Saban. I mean, there's all kinds of goodies right you know yeah. Nick Saban saying right. that that Jimbo uh, Texas and m bought every player on their team he said that they bought every player on their team made a deal for name image and like just right out that yeah we didn't buy one player he said and then and then of course boom then Jimbo Jimbo Fincher, you know goes goes back and and takes shots at him uh you know saying some bad things too so yeah. It, it's it's the major programs i would think are like that are going to be under scrutiny
0: yeah and again the ncaa is really the thing here is they got to like figure out what the rules are because that that the biggest problem we have here is not schools breaking rules um it's <laughs> that there are no rules um and right it I, you know uh, one of the rules is like no play no pay for play basically right you cannot right offer a recruit or a transfer or something an nil deal contingent on them uh either transferring to the school or, or signing with the school um i, I think there's some thought that it, there's there's definitely people who think the nigel pack deal I, i'm not saying whether it's right or wrong we don't know but the nigel pack deal would qualify as that um and I mean, there's been a report, I think, that Nico Iamaleva, who's like a five-star quarterback going to Tennessee, um, or has like an $8 million NIL deal already in place. Like, there there are rules that are very, you know, they're definitely being broken out there somewhere, whether it's at Miami or Tennessee or Texas A&M. Like, people are breaking that rule. The question is what, like, there's not really any specificity on what that rule is. Um, correct and what qualifies something as a pay for play deal um, you know and like what you know if, if you get the word to you know if you're not signing anything before the deal comes into place there's no paper trail basically um, so yeah in the NCAA they're just they're, they're a year behind and they've lost control of the situation and my yeah. end, an easy an easy place to start trying to fix it at but um,
1: I think I I, I think you know john ruiz i i know like i said that he 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 would like uh you know he would like the schools to get involved right and and uh and approve kind of uh you know the the people that are getting involved in these deals i guess like life wallet or whatever he'd like them to you know get involved and and say yeah they're okay they're kosher there or whatever yeah. and uh and that you know, he thinks the NCAA should be involved also, as far as, um, you know, looking at the, the, you know, the, the, uh, representatives, the marketing agents or, you know, the attorneys that are involved with the deal.
0: Mm -hmm. So,
1: um, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, really what, what needs to happen in some capacity is basically, um, like you report all your NIL deals to your school's compliance officer who then right. sends that to the NCAA. And like, there's like a record of all of this, because as of now, like I said, it's, it's the wild west and there are, there, there are no rules essentially. <laughs> and, um,
1: and, and, and you know what, David, I was thinking, I was also thinking like, I mean, John Ruiz, yes, yeah, he's a lawyer, and he's very confident that he's doing everything above board, and he insists that he would never uh, do something that's not kosher, not a, that he's not allowed to do. The thing mm-hmm. is, you wonder, I'm sure Miami people are very nervous, you wonder, just because somebody thinks that, sure. what if, what I... Even if he's super smart and he really does know whatever, but somehow you never know what the other side is going to come up with. What if they come up with some really strange little hidden thing that nobody knew about or some. You know what I mean, like that. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. You did. Yeah, I mean they could
0: change the they can change the rules and like there's nothing you can do about it because the NCAA. I guess or
1: yeah or oh yeah. The NCAA
0: is judge, jury, and executioner in a lot of ways. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So it's a little I would say say the least nerve wracking. You know, and I'm sure the coaches just hate it. By the way, I yes, in one respect, the coaches love it if it's getting them kids you know they interested in the sexiness of the of the possible yeah. things but and the other and the other side of it is the coaches are like oh i don't want to deal with this crap i just want to you know
0: yeah well and that's why i think like i mean yeah. obviously AM is in the middle of like this kind of firestorm too because of the saving comments but that's right. like the that's the the argument for like kind of do this in, in silence right is like uh You're just not in the news all the time. Like, you know, Miami, frankly, is spending a lot less than a lot of their uh, peers, basically, on this NIL stuff. Miami is, you know, they're getting good. You know, Nigel Pack was a first-team all-conference player uh, at Kansas State. Um, They haven't really landed a huge but they you know they haven't landed like a five-star offensive lineman or you know Shamar Stewart obviously went to Texas A&M oh, and, I see what you're yeah you know like you need the NIL stuff and I think Miami being yeah. open I think John Ruiz being open about it has probably helped Miami a little bit just to make it you know you you, you talk a big game um obviously he's spending like seven million dollars like you said that's a lot of money um yes but like you know sometimes you gotta you gotta talk a bigger game uh, because everyone knows Texas A&M and Texas have the money. They don't, they don't have to talk. Miami, they're new to this, kind of. Uh, they they got to talk a big game for it. Um, and we'll see if it, right. it backfires at all on Miami. Um, I'm still kind of skeptical that, like, anyone could be punished for what has happened already. Like you said, you never know, because the NCAA can... I'm telling you. On you that, and like, like, yeah. I'm
1: t- here's what's going to happen. Okay. All right. So what happens is the other, the schools tell on each other. Right, that's, the that, that, that's, that's the one school uh, is going to, is going to say, Hey, Hey, here's a tip. Check out Miami, blah, blah, blah. Well, Did you realize that blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then the other school, I'm, I'm not talking about like, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, you know, like I'm, I'm telling you, people are making phone calls to the NCAA. Yeah.
0: Well, the other thing is, t- the SEC it's kind of mutually assured destruction, right? Or like if, <laughs> if Saban really wants to snitch on Jimbo, you know what Jimbo's going to do? Snitch right back on Saban. <laughs> of <laughs> well, course, I, I'm the, sure they've done you, it already. I you know you got Miami, you got Florida State is obviously in the NIL game to a big, you know, they're huge football school too. Right, Clemson. I'm sure is even though Dabo likes to act like he's above all that and doesn't want anyone to get paid. You know, there's people. But, right, you know, it's the ACC. Like, is Boston College out there spending a ton of money? Probably, like, not to this degree. Like, right, right. That's the problem with the, the. That's the one thing that concerns me about if I'm Miami or maybe even Florida State or, or Clemson is like these SEC schools want to snitch on you. They've got the. They've got the power there. The SEC. The NCAA can't afford to piss off the SEC because, like we said, there's you can just secede and like start your own thing. And you know, when, especially when they get Texas and Oklahoma and all those schools in there, um, you know, if Miami gets pissed or Florida State gets pissed or Clemson gets pissed, and the ACC gets pissed, the NCAA is like, who cares? Do yeah, it. care about.
1: I guess I'm
0: conspiracy uh... a little bit here, but like at the same time. Like you said, there's, I think there's more mutually assured destruction with the snitching in the SEC than there is in the ACC because it's more competitive in the SEC, just in terms of the sheer number of teams that are probably spending the kind of money that Miami is spending. Miami is a little bit of an outlier in the ACC, like they always have been.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I, I still... Somehow I just feel like something's going to happen out of uh, left field or whatever that you, we, we, we didn't expect
0: something. I don't know. I'm not well, saying I, it's going to be. I big. think the more likely course of action in my opinion is that we, they pass a bunch of rules that seem sort of targeted at Miami, not necessarily like specifically targeted Miami, but Miami fans are going to feel like they're targeted at them, but they're really probably targeted at Texas, and. Texas, Alabama, Georgia, all the schools that are doing this. Um, and we might, might get something called like the people refer to as a John Ruiz rule or something somewhere along the lines here. But um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think there's, you know, I know, like I said earlier, it, it helps to like talk a big game. There is a difference between John Ruiz basically tweeting out. And I don't know if he's ever specifically done this. Uh, like we've signed Nigel Pack to a $400,000 a year deal. And just, like, having the guys tweet about LifeWallet, like, there, there's a difference between that. And I wonder if we'll get to a point like that eventually where you got to actually, like, be promoting the business rather than making the promotion off signing the deal. Like, the, the promotion has to be, like, something real rather than making a headline. And I think eventually, like, it's all gonna. Well, it's he all, would say
1: he's doing that.
0: I mean, he's, yeah, no, you I know, he's
1: doing that. They're all doing their whatever yeah, they the heck they're have to
0: definitely have all those ad promotions. I do
1: think they're, they're paid. paid paid an awful lot of money for whatever they're doing but i mean i you know yeah he is doing that and i like that he's upfront about it yeah you know i i think that's
0: great for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah it makes it easy to write about and like you said gets his name in the headlines and stuff so um, yeah but it's very cool but i yeah. but i i i wonder if they're going to change some of the regulations on how this stuff is disclosed and stuff like that to maybe uh make it a little bit more uniform where and again like i think miami would maybe benefit from that where you don't have one guy just uh drawing the attention of the NCAA. you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy do doing later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes All right, let's move over to recruiting, um, which is obviously tied into this. Um, It is recruiting (laughs) season, as I said at the top here. Um, Miami had a bunch of official visitors, I think six official visitors on campus over the weekend. They got something like six more coming this weekend, had a couple Mm -hmm. the weekend before, and then the last weekend of June is Legends Camp where they'll have a bunch of visitors too. Uh, We just have not talked a lot about recruiting. Um, So I figured we'd dive in – and kind of talk about the five biggest recruiting needs Miami has here. Uh, they've added since the start of June one commit uh, on Tuesday. They got Jackson Carver, a um, according to rivals, a four-star tight end um, from he's now at Loomis Chafee School in Connecticut. Originally from Minnesota, was at a school in Indiana, a prep school in Indiana for a year. Um, really interesting player, I'll say. A lot of people have obviously written about his background. Um, he was committed uh-huh. to for lacrosse at one point. At uh, one point, he was getting recruited by Dartmouth for hockey. Um, he played his first year of football last year uh, in Indiana uh, because he moved for – or transferred to play lacrosse there, and all of a sudden, hockey season didn't overlap anymore, so he was able to try out football. And then he winds up dropping lacrosse, going all in on football. He's doing a post-grad year. Uh, ran track and field last year, too, so a four-sport athlete. Um, but they got, I mean,
1: sounds good to me. I six foot six.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's a a cool pickup. Uh, I think they got bigger fish to fry though. Um, as we get to the rest of the month here. Um, number one, I have on this list, it's always number one on the list and that's a quarterback. Um, no quarterback yet committed. Uh, Um, need one every year. Um, yes, maybe two, if you can get them because with the way guys transfer now, it's never a bad idea to get as many as you can. Um, and Miami is still swinging big there. Uh, Jaden Rashada, uh, a four-star top fifty prospect uh, from Pittsburgh, California, um, just pushed back his commitment date, which seems like a good sign for Miami. They didn't really seem like they were had a shot, a real good shot at him when he was set to commit this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. He's got one official visit yet left to use, so I think the big thing to monitor if Miami can get him on campus for that last official visit before he makes his decision at the end of the month. Uh, that's a good sign. Um, but if not, they gotta find a guy somewhere anyway. Um Emery Williams from uh Milton, Florida is is kind of the, the main name to know there. Um I have not seen him play, but I've heard good things. He's not very highly ranked, but kind of one of those like late bloom. Well, you know, he's from Milton, so it's like not big. He's not from South Florida or Tampa, you know, one of those big markets. Um
1: yeah, he just tweeted he, tweeted he, he, out that he's yeah he's still
0: visiting this weekend people think he yeah. might go under the radar uh because again like i said he doesn't play the same type of competition necessarily up there and obviously just doesn't get the same level of exposure uh, as he would if he was at img or miami central or something uh
1: uh Jaden rashada is he a
0: what 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 kind of quarterback is he he's kind of a drop back yeah big big guy yeah, i'm not sure the exact size um a runner, though, is he? Uh, not, not that I know of. Six or yeah. 180. I mean, he's got big, like, good athleticism, good big size, too. Very so, good. few yeah.
1: interceptions
0: to touchdown the ratio 27 touchdowns. Five. Yeah, he's um, and the interesting thing about him is he plays um, seven on seven. He's from California, but he plays seven on seven with the Miami Immortals. So, um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, 7-on-7 uh, seven seven has quickly become uh, AAU, uh, only kind of even crazier, honestly. Um, so he's obviously got, you know, like Robbie Washington, who's committed to Miami, plays for that team. Uh, Andy Jean, who I wouldn't be surprised if he commits to Miami soon, plays for that team. Um, so he's got some connections down here. Um, but uh, Miami's got some work to do there. Um, any other quarterback thoughts?
1: I mean, no, I I I agree with you on, um, you know, on people possibly transferring. Right. That's all. I I I I do think that's a definite concern. Um, I I I think it, this season will tell as far as Tyler, if he has a great season and goes pro, that's one thing. Right.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we've if, talked a lot about the ideal scenario. It sets up nicely where you got Tyler for a year. And Jake for a year or two and Curry <laughs> Brown for a year or two. Yeah, um, exactly. It never works out quite as well as, as you plan. Right. Best right.
1: And now they're going, yeah, I mean, Miami's kind of big time quarterback
0: wise, so they've got to kind of keep, keep that going, keep that yeah. pipeline. Yeah, going. Shadow would qualify is that Williams, like I said, a little, like kind of, I think he's only barely a top 1000 recruit, you know, he's a late, Kind of a merger on the the, the recruiting scene, so he'll pro- you know, he'll probably wind up higher than that. I know people are high on him, mm-hmm. um, so you know, you, you, you want to get a like blue chip stud kind of guy every year, and obviously, Shadow would qualify. Williams, as of now, would not. We'll see how his senior year goes and all that kind of stuff. But um, they got they got options, and they, they want to swing big though. They've been swinging big all cycle they've been on Dante Moore, who was a five-star quarterback from Michigan. Uh, Nico Amaleva, who I talked about, um, visited at one point. So they really, they swung big on the national guys. Um, and Rashad is kind of their last great chance to get, to get one of those like true elite uh, prospects. Um, number two I got on the list is, is got to get these local wide receivers. It's a really, really good local wide receiver class. You got Brandon Innes at American Heritage. who's a five-star got Jalen mm-hmm. Brown at Gulliver, who's a five-star. You've got Hakeem Williams at Stranahan, who uh, I think, according to some of the services, is a five-star. Um, and also uh, our overall athlete of the year for Broward. Actually, Jalen Brown, also one of our overall athletes. And Jalen, um, yep. As a two-sport track and and uh, football guy, Hakeem Williams uh, was like a real contender to be our basketball player of the year. He's not going to play basketball in college because he's a six- Five center, um, but he's <laughs> okay. just kind of gives you the, the sense of what kind of athlete he is. And then you got a bunch of other guys, you know, Robbie Washington, who's already committed, is, is a really good potential slot type guy um, and a two way athlete. He could actually play in the secondary, too. Um, Nathaniel Joseph at Edison, who just decommitted from Clemson, is maybe the best slot guy in the country. Um, I mentioned Andy Jean from Northwestern, who was at one point committed to Miami. I would not be surprised if he's back in the class at some point soon um yeah they've, they've got a, a chance to i think a brown joseph gene washington class is like very likely at this point um you'd mm-hmm. like some size that's why you'd love to get high key yeah murder. i i was gonna ask you about that about size they've got they've had
1: a lot of slot people that yeah. are really good but um
0: they could use some really big bodies, but yeah. Who's the last like great big receiver Miami had? It's been a while, right? Andre Johnson. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, mean, I, I know Cager wound up being pretty good at Georgia. Um, yeah, was a yeah. Pretty good red zone target for Miami. Yeah, but, but... yeah, I not... don't think he would qualify.
1: No, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, no, and and neither would. How about uh. All time, the res, all time leading receiver for a season, twelve hundred yard. He played for the Dolphins.
0: Oh uh, my God, George Dorsett, Philip Dorsett? No, 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 no. Oh, no, oh no. Hearn's?
1: Yeah, but he's not. Yeah. He, he was like
0: skinny. That he was like lanky and yeah, skinny. He
1: wasn't a big body. I, I'm just, I'm just like naming people and thinking who is a big, strong.
0: K, KJ uh, KJ's not like tall but he was like big and strong like that KJ Osborne. Yeah, he was big and strong.
1: Yeah, wasn't, tall, wasn't super tall. No. Yeah. No. It's a really good point. I mean, it's just they've not had a lot. And they need they need that cuz now they have the quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, they, they've got, you know, With like big arm. Obviously we saw Charleston Rambo um like that size. But he was so good. skinny. Skinny, but he gives you that yeah. like six, one six foot frame, like long arms. I think they've got a couple of guys like that. Like Jalen Brown is probably similarly. Obviously, he's a lot younger than, than Rambo, but similarly sized. Um, I think Andy Andy Gene, um, he's kind of probably draw a lot of comparisons to Romello Brinson. Um, obviously, a Northwestern guy, but similar type receiver. Um, but yeah, like Hakeem Williams is really the only guy locally that gives you that big physical, I don't know what he's listed at six, four, six, five, um, averaging double double for a state championship basketball team. Um, like he's, he, he's the guy, like to me, like Brandon Ennis is, is kind of, I think the top ranked guy in this group. Um, I think that the thought for a while has been, he's probably going to wind up at USC. He was committed to Oklahoma, uh, for a while, uh, before Lincoln Riley left. Um, Hakeem Williams is like as good as Brandon Ennis is and he's incredible, you know, like Jalen Brown is similar. Like all, all these guys, like if you put four of them together, you kind of can re- match what you expect to get out of Ennis. But Ikeem Williams is that big, like home run swing that if they can get him. Then it's like a home run haul, I think for this, because he's, he's different. Like, in South Florida, we just don't get a lot of those big receivers, right? It's always yeah, it's
1: interesting. I mean, they got they have the transfer. They got Frank Ladson, right? Yeah, um, Ladson out of
0: Clemson. You know, but yeah,
1: but yeah. I mean, I think he's six three. Or they say he's six three. I know he's very tall. He's thin. He's thin. Yeah. Uh And
0: yeah, really, there's no. Yeah, and Brent, what they list? You have the roster up in front of you. It sounds like what do they list Brinson at? Brinson,
1: they list 6'2, six two. Six two,
0: 185. He's pretty tall too, but he's skinny also. But he's also young. So and Be they little.
1: got and they've got uh, Michael Redding, 6'2.
0: Yeah. Now you know where they're getting their size though is, is when you recruit a 6'6 six, six tight end and maybe get another 6'6 six, six tight end committed later in the week. So
1: right. I by the way, about that. Are we talking about the tight end again? We already did the tight end, right? So I the tight end. Um, you know, I I love the lacrosse playing. Yeah, so actually
0: I have number four on my list. This isn't really a need, but I think it's important to point out there's just this focus on athleticism and multi-sport. Yeah. uh, Um, because Carver qualifies for that and and uh reading this other six six tight end who visited over the weekend. And Miami's in the top two for him with a decision coming soon, he says. Um Another guy who played his first year of basketball last or first year of football last year was always a basketball player before, so they they've got this this focus on i think it's a confidence in the ability to develop guys this focus on get the athlete here, get the guy you know like is a competitor, all that kind of stuff, and we'll figure out the football when they get here,
1: yeah, I. Yeah, I agree. Especially tight ends. It seems like, you know, oh, if you're, that's,
0: that's the position, right? How many basketball players became great tight at Jimmy Graham, obviously. Jimmy
1: Graham. Yeah, but Jimmy Graham, I mean,
0: at Miami, he wasn't great, right? At tight end. Well, he's pretty good. He was,
1: he was, you no, know, he was good. He had a couple big drops that people went crazy about, but he, uh, he was, he was good. Yeah. Uh, and and he was and he was learning the position. Right. And he exactly. got better. He got better fast. But I I just think that guys that are like like this kid we're talking about that are like really good athletes all around I, at the tight end position are very valuable. Yeah. They and somehow they end up because. They're really tough and they oh, yeah can-
0: that's you know so a lot of guys who do the basketball to fall right and the the worries always are, are they like tough enough or they you know that's julio skinner was a basketball player same same idea coming in
1: yeah i mean they but yeah i mean look Jimmy at the sports Grant? that
0: carver played and it was lacrosse and hockey and yeah. you know, he's like he's gonna block <laughs> basically
1: yeah they don't they're not at all scared about going over the middle and boom you know
0: mm-hmm. so um Another position with that same idea is you look at a lot of these linemen they're recruiting. They've already got one from Frankie Tinalao, who's going to play at LaSalle in the fall um, from Australia. You know, was a rugby player, picked up the sport late. You look, a couple of weeks ago, they had this uh, offensive lineman, Olas Allenin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, but he's from Finland. Um, and got actually, we will play at Loomis Chafee with um, Carver next year. Um, offensive lineman who's, you know, got Alabama. Like, he's, he's kind of become one of the best high school offensive linemen in the country. Um, they've got uh, – I want to make sure I get his name right. Not that I'm going to pronounce it right. Collins Collins At- Achampong, um, who's out <laughs> in Anaheim, defensive end from Ghana. Like, they've got all these they, – there's this just wide focus on find me the athlete, find me the guy who's played multiple sports, and – we trust our ability to develop them. I think that's pretty telling that how many of those guys Miami is going after right now.
1: Yeah. It's a good, really good point. They do think they have the ability to develop anybody, I mean, especially so the I-
0: offensive linemen. Right. You look at, I mean, Mario, his track record there, like it's, it's kind of like a market inefficiency to get guys like that who, who are maybe a little raw or, or unpolished. If you can develop, Offensive lineman is the always the hardest position to evaluate recruiting-wise. You look at how many yes,
1: so so,
0: guys or uh, not our five guys wind up going in the first round. It's offensive lineman all the time because it's such a hard position. The five-star guys, sometimes you get an Evan Neal who is the best tackle in, in high school and winds up being the best tackle in the country in college. But a lot of times it's Zion Nelson who no one knew about until – Miami got him at the last minute and now he's one of the best offensive linemen in the country. And, and, and it, Navon Donaldson, you know, yeah. just, just, I, there
1: are people that come out of high school and that right. are, you know, five-star or whatever, or, you know, they're the number yeah. one, whatever all American, the pre and they, yeah, exactly and and it never, never really, yeah, nothing seems to pan out as much as
0: they thought it would. So. hmm um, we're, we're starting to run long, so let's speed through these last two. Um, we're talking about linemen. Miami, another thing that strikes me about what they're doing, they are looking everywhere for good offensive linemen. Uh, got a, this oh. month alone, they have players visiting on the offensive line, uh, one from IMG. Um, I mentioned Allen in from Finland slash Connecticut. Uh, got Peyton Kirkland coming from Orlando. They got another one coming from South Carolina this weekend. They got one coming from Georgia. On defense, wow. I got they had a kid from Texas last weekend, uh, one coming from Washington, Minnesota, Georgia. I mentioned the Ghanaian slash Hamian, Anaheim from Anaheim. Uh, defensive end. So they're, they're looking all over for um, talent there. And that is – we talked when Mario got hired about the way it's going to change. They're going to be a little bit more, I think, of a national recruiting Brand than they are just focusing on local. I think you know wide receiver. They might not take a wide receiver from outside South Florida, but Mario is going to go out and get linemen wherever he can find them. Especially on the all, you know, you can find good defensive ends, good defensive tackles down here in South Florida. But you know, he knows you got to you got to look far and wide for good offensive linemen and good defensive tackles. Yeah,
1: definitely. And he'll get he'll get he'll get the transfers and he'll get whatever from wherever. And I think he's really smart that he's he's made that his kind of priority. I think yeah. the trenches. Yes. Uh, yeah. On both sides. It's really, really smart because I mean, to me, the key this year is protecting Tyler.
0: Yeah, that's definitely. The,
1: that's to me. That's, that's the key. You know what?
0: The priority of the next year is going to be protecting Jake Garcia probably. So
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think protecting Tyler because uh, you know, yeah you need the good of course you need the good receivers which you know it's been a struggle for them kind of that position has been challenging put it that way I don't know um but the uh, the linemen uh, I mean that'll just open everything up so maybe it's not a five-star receiver but if Tyler does his thing and he's he has time to
0: do it I think they're in really good shape yeah uh, last one I have is they still just kind of need, like, you know, every every great recruiting class it feels like has that one guy, right? James Williams, uh, yep. the guy who, like, kind of rallies the troops and attracts attention a little bit. You know, sort mm-hmm. really of an out-of-state five-star guy who who joins early and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh. Uh, most of the time <laughs> there's a guy like James Williams who he commits and all of a sudden, like, who doesn't want to go team up with James Williams at Miami? I think – I honestly, I think the James Williams Leonard Taylor class like has had knock-on effects moving forward where you you see a guy like Wesley Vesaint who watched them last year uh start or contribute a lot as freshmen or like there's some good pieces there like they they still need that guy I think locally right now they actually only have one four-star according to 24-7 composite rankings only one four-star recruit committed that's Robbie Washington from Palmetto um yeah I think Getting a guy like Nathaniel Joseph would help who's kind of like very well respected locally. Seven on seven superstar um, has been, you know, two time all County guy, like kind of everyone knows like inner city, Miami kid, like everyone just kind of knows like he's yeah, which one of those was, local stars. They, yeah. they need a guy like that. And I think he would help. I think Ruben Bain is the other one I would like look at who like, if you just try to get him in the fold, um, his brother, is currently like a GA at Miami He's Tolbert Bain's nephew, I think. So he's got like all those Miami connections. Um, so get, get one of those guys. And I think it, it starts things moving in the right direction, right? You need that momentum. It's yeah, real. I agree.
1: Yeah, agree. Totally. The, the, the local, they, they need to keep the, you know, stay in the crib. Yeah. Same. They it's do. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, like they would obviously love to get Jalen Brown, but he's, you know, probably going to wait until September or something to commit. Like he's, he's not in a rush. So you got to find the guys who, you know, you can get on board early and and get the, get the snowball rolling in the right direction.
1: Yeah. At what, at what point do you think they, or do they ever get nervous? Like we need to get more guys, you know, or. They don't, it's still way early. Right. But yeah, a yeah,
0: lot of, if they get, you know, obviously they'll have a lot of visitors on campus that legends camp weekend, um, which is next weekend. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: That's going to be big.
0: If you're right. Go, that- if, they, if they get to the end of June and they're still sitting with like six guys, only one four-star recruit in the class. Like, I think all of a sudden I don't think they will ever panic because I don't think Mario is one to panic necessarily uh, this quickly. But I think that would be the time where you're like, all right, come on. Like, Let's start getting some guys in the fold here. No, I, I, I don't think Mario Panics. I think he gets revved up. Yes, like, that, that's probably. The I, point
1: I, it. Yeah, I think he'll he'll get like. We think he's hyper or whatever. He'll get he'll be on overdrive. I, I, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like at. a it's not paradise, yeah. paradise camp, but uh, legends. I, I can't even imagine. Can you imagine when they start like marketing that? Like big time yeah. when they start putting out the videos and all the stuff, little teases. Um, yeah, he needs to get. They're probably going to thrive on a couple of nice uh, commitments out yeah. of that, exactly. and hope that it. Yeah, so that's right. going to be fun. I wonder who's going to talk I wonder how Mario's going to do it with like who gives the speech and
0: yeah, I I kind of bummed I'm not going to be there for it, but, uh, Barry, like I said, I'll have it covered for us. Um, (laughs) so, uh, let's finish up there. Uh, thanks as always for listening. You can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Uh, I've been writing a lot of recruiting stuff this week. So you
1: can pull
0: that out. Finally got, you know, between hockey and basketball, there was not a lot of time for it. And then all of a sudden I got to this week and I was like, got nothing to do. Let's let's catch up on Miami. Oh,
1: you uh, you had plenty. Larry Bluestein, <laughs> all their our little awards. Oh, I yeah. Got yeah. It.
0: Roland Smith gets a Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, Roland Smith. Miami. We talked all about last week. So, yep. All right. Um, thanks again, though, for listening. And um, I don't know if we'll be back next week. We'll, we'll kind of play it by ear. We're both going on vacation next weekend. Um, so yeah,
1: I think we and that's kind of my long summer vacation coming up. Maybe we, I think we could find something to yeah. talk about. Right. Don't so you?
0: We'll, we'll hopefully come back next week. But if not, uh, we'll talk to you guys later.